<clears throat> People of the podcast world, it is I, Yube. I am here to let you know that I am taking over. So, here I am. Yube, I want to suck your dick. Top knot. The end. What's his name? Kung Pao. Pass the fucking egg roll, would you? Well, how about I take that stupid fucking sombrero you wear and shove it so far up your ass you start speaking Spanish? How does that sound? You're angry. Oh, fucking nothing gets by you, does it? And who are you two, huh? You some fucking cave dweller hippie twirling his anal beads, taking orders from this wushu wanker who wears a hubcap as a helmet. Ah, laser beam! Better than fireballs, you pussy! <laughs> Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. Um, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. Welcome to Oob's Reviews. <laughs> Y'all didn't think I was going to do it. So, I had a little game plan I had to have. I had to basically feed Critical some sleeping pills so I can take over. And here I am. I mean, unfortunately, a, a gift and a blessing. I know I'm, you know, I'm hard on both Critical and uh, Nikki Lachey. You know, I, I do feel that they're both idiots. But, you know, Nikki Lachey is under the weather and I, I do wish her a speedy recovery. I know, I know, I have a heart. I do have a heart. Some people think I don't have a heart, but I do have a heart. But it, it kind of benefited, you know. She's recovering well, and I was able to get Critical alone and feed him a whole bunch of sleeping pills, and he's out. And I get to take over the podcast. Yes. So, and and uh, what's that saying he always says? Don't forget to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. Yeah. So y'all do that. Pass me around like a flyer, you know, because Oob is here to stay. And yes, I am so happy to be back. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna handle the show by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're going to do. We, I'm, I'm by myself, solo dolo. You know what I mean? Shout out to everyone out there. Uh, shout out to everyone in, in Georgia, California, Ohio. Where else? Where else I've, I've been seeing stuff? Because I have a, a plenty of Oob fans that have been waiting and asking like, hey, you just been teasing. You're not going to really make a podcast, Oob. And here I am making podcasts, baby. That's what I do. So anyway, so no, enough, of the, enough of the fun. It's time to get serious because like I said, Oob is here to stay. So, but before we even get into the film, I want to talk about Captain America 4 that's in development from Falcon and Winter Soldier, showrunner. They're actually thinking about right after they finish the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America 4 is happening. And it's now in development uh, from the Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman. The end of phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe signaled that Sam Wilson would become Captain America in the future. And uh, old Steve Robert Rogers gave Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, the Captain America shield at, at Avengers Endgame's conclusion. Now, it's setting up a major role for the characters in the DCU, uh, MCU, excuse me, DCU. Look at, look at me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little rusty. You know what I'm saying? A little rusty. It's been, you know, it's my first solo, a uh, solo performance, but we're going to get it right. So, uh, as I was saying, they're setting up a major role for the character in the MCU's future. And instead of immediately giving Sam the mantle, Marvel Studios explored his journey to accept the shield in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Spoiler alert, if you didn't see Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I did enjoy... Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did have a problem that Falcon couldn't have a love interest. They made sure they gave Bucky a possible love interest right at the beginning of the movie. And Falcon, I guess he's in love with his sister. So it's incest. Because I, I don't see him around no other women but his sister. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what's up with that. But hey, moving along. So also, the Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is uh, going to cast Amelia uh, Clark. If you all remember Amelia Clark from the, uh, what's, what's that dragon? Show Game of Thrones, yeah. Amelia Clark from the Game of Thrones. She's cast as an MCU mystery character in the Marvel Secret Invasion on Disney Plus show. That's also going to be starring Samuel Jackson. So I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to that. And so uh, I probably will elaborate, or I'll probably leave a note for Critical to elaborate more, maybe if he kicks the shit with Clean and Richie Mack. So, but hey, it's about us today, baby. We about to get it in. So today, we're going to be reviewing. Mortal Kombat, that's what we're going to be reviewing today. That dropped April 23rd on HBO Max. 
Now, the director for this film is Simon McQuaid, or McQuaid. You might, have, you might have seen his work. He did a short film called The Nighttime Economy. You know, so this is his first, I think, full feature film. So shout out to Simon on that note. Now, you know, before we begin, you know, I do want to give kudos to, to people that are actually making film. I mean, it's hard to really get into the business. So I, before we even, you know, cast judgment or anything like that, I definitely want to give shout outs to the directors and the writers when they do make a full feature, if I like this film or not. And the writers for this film, you have Dave, you might have seen his work on Wonder Woman 1984. He's also going to be working on the new Marvel movie called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You all might have seen the trailer for that. Ah, how do I feel about the trailer? It, it looked pretty cool. See, I don't know anything about Shang-Chi, to be honest. Like, I was a comic book head. And I might have come across that name. But see, this is, this is the thing. When I was younger, I was a Bruce Lee fan. I love Bruce Leroy. You know, Into the Last... Oh, not Into the Last Dragon. What was it? Now I'm getting confused. The Last Dragon? No, Into the Last Dragon. One of them is Bruce Lee stuff. Another one is, uh, when you got the glow, feel the one. I, I, can't, I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm getting them both, both confused. But anyway, all kung fu type movies. So for me to not to actually bypass Shang-Chi, that's very interesting. They, they must have never really... You know, they really didn't really promote this film. Uh, or excuse me, they didn't promote the comic book as they should have. Because this is my first time hearing, hearing of Shang-Chi. And also, if you all play Mortal Kombat, you had Noob Sailbit. You know what I mean? That was like a character. They just put both of their names together. And not Sailbit, but Sabot. You know what I mean? Noob Sabot. That's what it was. And, you know, it's just their last names put together, but spelled backwards. And the log line for this film, it's about a family man who makes a living off of underground fighting and is burdened with the task of defending Earth's realm because of his mysterious and powerful dragon birthmark. Okay? So that's... You know, basically, basically the logline for this. Now, we're going to get into the characters. Now, there's a character that I'm pretty sure all of you are familiar with. Every Mortal Kombat fan has played this character before. I mean, like, you know, it's probably been plenty of mirror matches because everybody had to play with this particular character. You know? Everybody loves this character. No, it's not Scorpion. No, it's not Sub-Zero. No, it's not even Liu Kang. Whatever bicycle kick noise he makes. It is Cole Young. Yes, Cole Young, everybody. No, I'm just joking. I don't know who the hell Cole Young is. I didn't know who the hell Cole Young was. So... He's played by Louis Tan, and you might have seen him on Deadpool 2, Wu Assassins, and Into the Badlands. Uh, a lot of people uh, talked about Into the Badlands from the Netflix series. And also you have Sonya Blade, played by Jessica McNamee, or McNamee, McNanny. Uh, you might have seen her on The Meg and Chips. I didn't watch The Meg. I always I watched the beginning, but I never I never went through the whole thing. That, it, it seemed like it's a, a nice ride, you know what I'm saying, a thrill ride. Something that they need to make at Disney World, you know. And uh, you have Kano, played by Joss Lawson. You might have seen him on Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. And he was... He was a standout character to me. Uh, later on him. Later on him. I'll give you more information on him later. On what I felt about Kano. Kano's character. Bihan, who is Sub-Zero. He's played by Joe Taslim. You might have seen him on the raid. Crazy action-packed. Back and forth fighting. McCad Brooks. I actually met McCad Brooks before. Uh, for those who don't know McCad Brooks, he was on True Blood. He played Eggs. He was in Supergirl. He played... What's, what's, what's the reporter's name? I can't think of the reporter's name right now. But he was a white dude in the comic book. Like a skinny white dude. And on Justice League... Not Justice League. Which one was it? Batman vs. Superman. He had a quick, brief appearance. I think he got killed at the beginning by the African warlords before Superman killed the other African dude. And nobody talks about how Superman... Anyway, so, yeah, but McCad Brooks, he was he was in True Blood for all the True Blood fans out there. I actually met him, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a cool brother. I, I saw him walking around. He had a super supermodel girlfriend, you know, super tall, blonde, blonde woman. So, yeah. And you have Hanzo Hasashi, Scorpion, better known as Scorpion. This this is... He was Hanzo Hasashi when he's human, but when he turns into the demon and goes to, what, the, the netherworld, netherworld, he becomes Scorpion. So, um, he's played by uh, Hiro, Hiroki... Sonata, you might have seen him in the Wolverine, you know, basically Wolverine's movie from Marvel, and Westworld, one of my favorite series, and Army of the Dead, it's actually completed, Army of the Dead, I think that'll be coming on Netflix pretty soon, that is Zack Snyder's, if I'm not mistaken, Zack Snyder's uh, movie, starring uh, Batista, if you're all a WWE wrestling fans, so, I'm just gonna try to break it down as, as, as I possibly can about this movie for those who are interested, I will do a little bit of spoilers, but I'm just gonna be light at the beginning with the spoilers, so, basically, there's a situation, we kind of go into Scorpion's past, and we find out, actually, I mean, it's not... It's not anything new because 
we already went through Scorpion's storyline, and I think it was very interesting to see Scorpion, the, the, the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And look, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I watched, or when I played Mortal Kombat, I really enjoyed Sub-Zero and Scorpion's storyline. Not anybody else. Like, I respected Liu Kang as the, the, the lead actor, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like his, his role was, like, the more people got trapped in the other realms or whatever. And... But, but the Scorpion Sub-Zero storyline, I, I really, was really intrigued with that story. And if you all saw Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, it, it basically went strongly into that rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And there are games that, you know, touched on that as well, like fighting games or whatever the case. Not fighting games, action, action-type games where you like fighting Double Dragon type of thing. Why, why did I go that old? Man, I'm showing my age. That's a Double Dragon. But anyway, y'all know what I mean. So, uh, yeah. So, they, they already showed that type of, you know, the, the rivalry. What started the rivalry. We read it and we knew it, you know, from the video games. But, you know, we never really got a chance to see the storyline actually play out. And it played out like that in Mortal Kombat's Legend, Scorpion's Revenge, as I mentioned. But, so, we get to see it again. <laughs> we get to see it again. Way, yay. So, it was cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it was a, a very cool start. I really thought that they were going to go dark in this film. Because things kind of happen. Because we find out that Scorpion has two children and a wife. And, you know, behind invades and, and they go to war and there's some casualties in, in their in their little squirmish you know in the introduction of this film and there was a baby i'm sorry here we go i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you here spoiler alert all right so there was a baby that was actually left behind because like i mentioned it was two scorpion or behind had two children and so i'm sorry not behind um hanzo hanzo hasashi had two children and so when it ends up happening is everybody died except the last child the baby it was hidden so i thought they were going to go there, and when they killed, uh, when uh, Bihan kills Hanzo, which I thought is a cool name, because I think Hanzo was actual sword, sword, if I'm not mistaken, but when, when they, when Bihan kills Hanzo, only person left was his child, and I thought, yo, they're going to, they're actually going to kill this child, the child is going to starve and die, you know what I mean, like, the baby is like, oh my goodness, like, you know, and, and what made it interesting would have been, like, you know, Sub-Zero, he didn't know that there was another child, he probably would have killed that child too, but he didn't know, and so now the child starved. So I'm thinking, yo, they, they starting the game off there. I mean the game. They're starting this movie off there. Right at, you know, they're they going in. Like, this, this is going to be a no holds bar. It's like, this is Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Like, Mortal Kombat revolutionized fighting games with the core and the seriousness. You know what I mean? The serious tone. And I'm like, yo, if they're doing a Mortal Kombat movie, they're going to go there. They actually left the baby hidden and nobody's going to find the baby. That didn't happen. And then, by the way, Hanzo means half and to hide. Uh, the name was born by the noted samurai Hattori Hanzo from 1542 to 1596. So that's, that's where Hanzo came from. So anyway, so, you know, I, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, so the baby was safe. You know what I mean? So then we go in to meet Cole Young and we find out he's like an underground MMA fighter and we get to learn about him. We meet Jax and we learn about the tattoo. It's like a, a birthmark that these characters have. And come to find out, the birthmark means that you've been chosen to fight in the tournament. And the tournament is to save Earth Realm. So everybody from different realms, like there are multiple realms other than neither world, and it's another realm too, but the other realms to this Mortal Kombat story, like if you played Mortal Kombat Deception, which I did, they established the six realms, which was interesting. I, that, that was a pretty fun game. Um, you have the Earth Realm, you have Outworld, you have Neither Realm, which represents Hell, you have Adenia, which represents Eden, you have Chaos Realm, and Order Realm, aka uh, Seidu. So now you have all of these different realms, and each person represents those realms, and you all go into combat. Now I don't know if they're going to do this in the movie, that's how it is in the video game, but you're going to go through just different combat and in a tournament and then you you all have to defend you know if you lose your realm gets taken over you basically get colonized so so basically that's what they're fighting for once you get this birthmark you become the the contestant to defend earth realm or whatever realm but they're basically focused on earth so you get to defend earth realm now the other thing about this birthmark is also that if you kill somebody with the birthmark as we learned which Jax did he killed somebody and he was able to get the tattoo himself you know what I mean? So that happened later on with other characters as well. So basically, it, gets, it, can, it can be passed down. It can be passed down through bloodline, generational, or it can be passed down if you kill the person with the birthmark. 
Now you have the birthmark, and now you represent your realm. In this case, it would be Earth realm. So, so let me go ahead and uh, break it down or, or shorten it up a little bit. So they end up going, basically looking for Raiden's palace, or, or like Sonya has like a has like a little, um, what do you call it, like a little trail where they have like all the pictures and articles, like a collage of just different information. And it leaves them along with Kano. It leaves them. So it's Kano, our favorite character, Cole Young, and uh, Sonya. So it leads them to Raiden's hideout or lair, which was beautiful. Like, I'm not going to front. The scenery was dope. I, I, I don't know, like, if they used a green screen, that green screen was really good. But I really hope that they actually found the area that had, like, those caves that they showed in this film. And I thought that it was real pretty. But, okay, so they end up going there. And that's where we get to meet uh, Liu Kang. And, oh, man, I, I can't think of... Oh, we get to meet Kun Lao, Liu Kang, and Raiden. Now, the thing is, Liu Kang, he was very zesty. He was a zesty dude. It was very entertaining to watch Liu Kang. He's very... <laughs> I like Luke Kane's character because he was weird. You know, like he would get it a little sash, but like he had a little, like a little star for a belt. And he would just get it and like, like and sling it like it was like a ponytail. It was real weird. It's hard to describe how he like grabbed his little scarf belt and sling it or whatever the case may be. It was, it was very interesting how he did that. But, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Uh, Kun Lao, I mean, he was, he was pretty bland. He had, he had a dope fatality. Get to meet the other combatants, the, the enemies, uh, Cabal. And it was two characters I wasn't really familiar with. See, I didn't play the... It was another game that had... So, like, you had... It, like, we met uh, Natara. Like, I'm not familiar with Natara at all. Like, I've seen her before. I think she's, like, a vampire. Like, she's kind of, like, somehow connected with Shang Tsung. And she... I guess, like, Shang Tsung, she has... She preys on other life forms to live in order for her to remain alive. But I think she requires uh, blood than souls. So she more so, like, sucks out your blood, you know. Um, so I wonder if we... Uh, what was the... I forget it was another character. I don't know if her name was Blood Rain. I don't know. See, like, you can't, like, it goes deep. Like, I, it was certain, I was in and out the game, you know, certain characters I was familiar with, and then there are others that I'm not familiar with, and she was one of them. You also have Melina. Melina was, Melina was, was cool. I, Melina was thick, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be real with you, like, Melina, 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 Melina had cakes. You know, she did, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, take, take it how you want. When I smash, Uber smash, Uber smash. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't get hit, and I just wouldn't tongue kiss her. That's all. But I'll smash. Just, like, from the back, though. And she, she can't be making those little, like, breathing hard noises and stuff like that. You know, like, that's, that'll be a turn off. Uber go limp. But yeah, so anyway. So, you also had another character called Raiko. I'm not familiar with him. Like, I've seen him before. Like, he wears, I think, I want to say Shang Sun. I think in Mortal Kombat 3, he had the same, like, it's like a Spawn face paint, if y'all remember Spawn. And then they kind of gave it to Raiko. I, I, I think Raiko, Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah, so him and the other young lady I called out, they were in 4. And so they put them on this one. I mean, they, they really didn't do anything on this film. I don't think they'll be doing anything on any other films either. But, but yeah, so anyway, like, we got a chance to meet them, uh, Cabal, we met Shang Tsung, um, or Shang Tsung, uh, however, you know, however you, you pronounce his name, tomato, tomato, but, yeah, I mean, and, and so it, it was, it was okay for the most part, so this was basically, like, basically a prelude before the tournament. I kind of wish this was a series, to be honest, if this was a series, we would get a chance to learn the characters, like, 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 like the character I keep messing around, Cole Young, or Young Cole, I'll call him Young Cole, because I'll make him seem cooler, right, so Young Cole, right, he, he, his character, I didn't really care about his character, to be honest, you know what I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, here's this guy that I know nothing about in these films, you know what I'm saying, so, uh, here we go, we have to follow him and his life and all of this stuff, I care nothing about this dude, like, this, this is not, I don't feel like anything was in jeopardy, I didn't feel like his back was against the wall, I mean, it was basically, he had to learn his, it was pretty cliche and generic, like, he had to learn his powers before the tournament, before he fights the mega people, you know what I mean, like, the, the, the big guns, and, and this one character I'm leaving off, so hopefully I'll touch on that character before, yeah, I'm gonna touch on that character, so let me go ahead and hit the likes and dislikes, you know what I mean, so, my likes, Kano, he was the best character in this film. He, he actually, a lot of people said that Kano actually held down this movie. He did. So I don't know what they're going to do for the next movie. Like, they have to have a really good character. I think that's where Johnny Cage might come in. But, this, like, Kano, like, he held this character down. He was a really good character. And I enjoyed him backstabbing. You know, sometimes, I, you know, you watch movies and, and the person, 
the uh, villain or, or, or anti-hero or whatever, or the character would just backstab the heroes, and you feel some type of way about it, I actually was relieved that he did this. I was like, great, you know, this is Kano. I, I like this, you know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. The death scenes or the, the fatalities, they were, they were pretty good. They were pretty good fatalities. I enjoyed the fatalities. The introduction to Bihan and Hanzo, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I did like that introduction. It, like I said, it reminded me of the animated version of Mortal Kombat. And also the action. The action, the action sequences were pretty good. I mean, I have my certain rights about them. I'll probably discuss that. If not, I'll discuss it now. It was just certain things where I wasn't really feeling the, the talking with certain characters. Certain characters you can talk before you fight, but it was just certain, you know, certain characters I felt like it should just be on site. You know what I mean? Like certain characters should be on site. It, it should be no talking, you know, like explaining anything or whatever the case may be. One line, yeah. Like, you know, I told you when I saw you, you know, when you see this face again, but I felt like it should just been on site. You know what I mean? Because you're talking about somebody that's going for vengeance. He's not going to sit up here and just talk, talk to you when he's just filled with rage, hellfire rage. You know what I mean? So anyway, but we talked about life, right? So I like the action scenes. Like, there are a lot of action scenes that are pretty cool. Sub-Zero, I thought Sub-Zero was the most powerful character. I mean, other than Shang Tsung. He didn't really do anything in this movie, but I felt like Sub-Zero was the most powerful character, you know, style-wise. He was the coolest. Even when he was fighting uh, Young Cole, he was like, like, he would freeze, like, Young Cole's weapon and just look into his eyes like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm about to fuck you up. That's, that's the look he gave him. And I, I, I like that, you know what I mean? I thought that was cool. The dragon birthmarks. Or the, yeah, the Dragon Birthmarks, that was cool. The Mortal Kombat sign, so you can enter the competition. That was pretty cool. Um, I like Total Khan's Easter Egg, Night Wolf's and Johnny Cage's Easter Eggs. I thought those were pretty cool. I I like the fact that, you know, Yoko was rocking Shirai Ryu Ninja Clan colors, which is black and yellow, you know. Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> but, it, you know, like, it, yeah, so, like, he, he rocked those colors throughout the whole, mostly not the whole movie. But, like, when he would fight, like, underground fighting and stuff, he would rock the Shirai Ryu Ninja Clan colors. I thought that was pretty cool. Cheese. I like the leg sweep cheese, because I used to do that a lot in Mortal Kombat 1. Like, it was limited fighting moves you can use in Mortal Kombat 1, right? So, yeah, like, light punch. Oh, no, he just had punch, kick, and you had, like, the, you had medium punch where you punch to the chest and you, had, you punch to the face. Then you had low kick and then regular kick or something like that. And so, like, it was very limited. And you had, like, the superpower moves, which were, let's say, you're rating, you'll throw electricity. Or you do the whatever the case may be. So you do all of that. And so, but uh, it was one thing that I guess it was like a the leg sweep cheese or leg sweep spam. Where they would, like, I would do that. I would use it a lot. Where the person would, like, try to punch and I would leg sweep them. And then I would jump in the air as if I'm going to kick them. And then what they do is they'll, like, jump up. Because if you block, if you crouch down and block, I can jump kick you in the head. So what they'll do is they'll stand up and block. And then I'll just jump in the air make you think I'm going to jump kick you. And then I'll just do another leg sweep. So so I thought that was pretty funny. Because Luke Kane, was it Luke Kane? Yeah, Luke Kane did that to Kano. I thought that was really good. And, I, and as I mentioned, man. Melina was thick, y'all. Watch that movie again. Melina was thick. My dislikes. I dislike Goro in the Earth Realm. I thought that was stupid. I, like, 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 no, man. Like, Goro is the prince or whatever the case may be. He needs to be in his dungeon waiting to fight before you fight Shang Tsung. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Sub-Zero Sub shouldn't be the, the main villain. Like, that was the main villain in this movie, to be honest. He was the an super antagonist or the antagonist in this film was Sub-Zero. That was the person that you would fight. Yeah, Shang Tsung was above Sub-Zero, but it was about Sub-Zero. Like, you know, like, you know, people getting ret retribution. Hanzo and, and Young Cole getting retribution against Sub-Zero for their bloodline. And Sub-Zero was the main guy, you know what I mean? Like, not even Goro. I, and I thought that was kind of lame. I was like, what the hell? How the fuck? And it was like, yo, like, the dude didn't even have his powers. He, he didn't figure out his powers until he fought Goro. And he just defeated Goro like it was nothing. But yet, Scorpion and Young Cole double-teamed Sub-Zero. Like, it was like a, uh, not test your might, but I forgot where in Mortal Kombat 1 you had to fight two players. It should have been opposite way around. It should have been, if you're going to have Young Cole, you know, fighting, it should have been him against two other people. Not him and Scorpion against Sub-Zero. Like, like, it should have been him and Sub Scorpion against Goro. You know what I'm saying? Like, after, you know, Scorpion gets his revenge one-on-one -on -one against Sub -Zero, then, not the final boss, but he is a boss. And treat him like that. I, I feel like that's, he, he dropped the ball like, he dropped that ball in the movie. You know, he should have been the final boss. Also, I didn't like the fact that Cole's wife and child didn't die. Like, the same thing that happened to young Cole's wife and child were like barricaded through more ice. And I hate movies like that. I hate when in the beginning, they make the villain like so hardcore, he'll kill everybody. But then when it comes to the main character's family, all of a sudden, you know, he's forgiving or he's, he doesn't have that much power toward them. You know what I mean? Like he had them frozen in a, 
in the, in the, in the gym for some weird reason. It, it was somewhere. I, I think it was the gym. But was it the gym? It was the warehouse. I think it was the gym. And it was like, because they went back to the gym and how did all the ice get unfrozen? I, I hope that wasn't the gym. Because that, that, that would have been weird. It would have been like mad flooding. You know what I mean? So it, it could have been the gym. It could have been the gym. Watch, I'm going to watch it again to make sure. But I hope that wasn't the gym. Because, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm elaborating too much on, on that part. But yeah, I do feel that Young Cole's wife and child should have died just like Hanzo's wife and child. And, and it would have been like a connection. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that would have been like, dang, you know, like, like that's, that's their bloodline curse. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it would have been more of a connection, yo. Like, I. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sonya kills Kino with a garden gnome. Moving on. Okay, so now the villains should have been pushed to show that they were a threat. Like, we didn't really see the villains get pushed to show anything. The only thing that we went off of Goro was that painting on the wall of him ripping somebody in half. Like, that doesn't make me feel that Goro is strong. You know what I'm saying? At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it was a painting of him ripping some dude in half. You know, like, like Goro in part one, like the, the original Mortal Kombat, was a better opponent. Like, you felt like more fear for that Goro because you saw what happened to the black dude who Johnny Cage made quick friends with or whatever. But, you know, you saw what happened to him, and it was like, oh, okay, girl, kind of mean business, you know what I mean? But this girl was like, I, I, don't, I don't care, like, girl, this sucks, you can't even, it's not even a double team on girl, you know what I mean? Like, uh-uh, you know, so, I, yeah, that, that part, I wasn't really feeling, they, they didn't really make them, you didn't really care about the villains, because you didn't know what their power level was, you know, like, the only person that had a high power level was Sub-Zero, then I would say next would be Cabal, everybody else was just pretty much trash, you know what I mean? Not including Shang Tsung, like, again, he didn't fight, so, yeah, and, and you know, and the fact that Sub-Zero is more powerful than girl, that, that was, that was crazy. I didn't care about these characters as I mentioned before. It was too much talking before Scorpion's fight. I, I mentioned that earlier. Like, like this is on site. Like, like, like this dude killed my wife and kids. I'm not talking to you about anything right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we posing and stuff before we fight. And, nah, man, it should be on site. Okay, cool. You can say the little line like, "Hey, you know, I told you to remember my face." You know what I'm saying? Like, but you can say that while you got him pinned to the ground, while you trying to put a blade in him. Slow. You know what I'm saying? You can, you, you can say that then. But it should have been on site. It should have been no talking before the fight. Just on site between Sub Zero and uh, Scorpion. Everybody else can talk because it's like no really no rivalry. Them two on site, and, then it, and it, then it switches up the fighting. You know what I'm saying? I know Goro versus Young Cole. That was that was on site, but everybody else is kind of like, let's talk before we fight, which is fine. Scorpion Sub Zero, um, no talking on site. You know what I'm saying? As I mentioned, this should have been a series, man. I wanted to care about these characters. I wanted to care about Young Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let me live. Like just like how Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like nobody really cared about Falcon, like especially in the beginning. Like I was the only one that cheered for Falcon when he came through the portal in in, in Endgame. Nobody cheered. They cheered for um, Black Panther, you know, respectively, you know what I'm saying? But when Falcon came through, I'm the only one that clapped. And then a couple people clapped after me when we were in the movie theater. But I'm the only one that clapped, you know what I'm saying? But going to the Falcon Winter Soldier, that show, that series got, got you to really like Falcon. You know, it, it, it got you to like Zemo, you know what I'm saying? Like, this one didn't do that. Like, like going with the movie, you need to go with somebody that we're more familiar with, you know what I'm saying? Because it's too short. It's too short of a movie for us to really like a character that you're just throwing in our face, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really feeling that. Okay, the Jax fight was terrible. <laughs> that was that was a bad fight. That's why I was like it was cool. The fighting was cool, but that fight was just bad. Until you got to the fatality, you know what I'm saying? Like like it was just a bad fight. You know, like the guy tried to hit Jax with the sledgehammer, and it looked fake when you like it was like he was aiming for Jax's fist. Because what, what basically happened was he tried to hit Jax with the sledgehammer. Jax punches the sledgehammer. You know what I mean? And so, but it looked like he was aiming for Jax's fist so he can punch. It was it was just real bad. I didn't like that. I didn't like that fight. The original Mortal Kombat to me was better. If I had to rate this out of alphabets, I would give this movie a C and give the original Mortal Kombat a C plus. Because I was excited when I went to the movie theater to see this movie. I was very, I mean, not this movie, but the original Mortal Kombat. When I left, like, I was in New York. I never forget. I was with my niece, Sharia, and, and Luna. Oh, shout out to you, Luna. I don't know if you listen. But I was with my niece, Sharia, and my niece, Luna. And I, rem I remember yelling out loud when they showed Shao Kong, like, you weak, pathetic fool. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. You know, I was drunk, man. I was I was, I was, was into it, man. And, and I liked how they, I liked the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, the beginning, and, and nothing against the beginning of the 2021 version, but... And, and the other version, it was like, oh, snap. Like, when it, when you see Shang Tsung suck the soul out of Liu Kang's brother, and he's like, your soul is mine. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, snap. Like, we getting into it. And, and Liu Kang has a brother? Oh, snap. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder if he's going to be in the other movies. So, like, that was that was pretty cool, you know, in, in the original. 
how they started this off, it was okay. You know what I'm saying? But you know, ah, uh, you know, it's 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 cool. You know, either way. But I, I really did enjoy the characters. I like Luke Kang. I mean, I like Luke Kang. You know, he was he was the lead, you know, character. Katana, she was cool. Even Reptile, when Reptile jumped into the other body and you know, fight test your might, and then in a little techno music kicks in or whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought I, I, a lot of that stuff was just interesting in the movie. I really enjoyed those fights, like the Scorpion when he had the the, the the spear, and it was like a it was like an animal, it was like a demon, and it was like trying to attack and stuff like that. I thought that shit was cool. You know what I'm saying? The fight between Liu Kang and Sub Zero, it was cool. I mean, I mean, of course, when I watched the fight today, it probably wouldn't be as cool. You know what I'm saying? But it was for that time, it was really enjoyable, man. And I didn't really get that at, at certain points, like the beginning portion, I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, with Kano, that was interesting. But after that, you know, it was it was it was whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, you know, I, I wasn't really feeling that too tough. But so, what do I rate this film? What do I rate this film? Six medallions. That's the medallion that Kano tried to steal. I think Chinook. Yeah, I'm gonna give it six Chinook Chinook medallions. Cause, cause they, uh, Kano tried to steal the medallion. And so, yeah, you know, that, you know, so that was it. I mean, I'll probably watch part two. Hopefully, you know, part two is better. I mean, I, I really wasn't, you know, it, it did kind of get boring after the second half, you know, and, and it was like, what? Goro on Earth Realm? Getting beat by, by an amateur? Who, who can't even beat a regular dude in fighting? But then, uh, anyway, you know. And the other thing too was, I was kind of like, all right, we're going to see, get a chance to see, you know, I'm thinking that Young Cole was actually somebody else. And they were hiding who this character was. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was thinking. I thought, like, all right, cool. Like, like it's going to be like a twist. You know, this character is actually this person. You know what I mean? But nah, it was it was just straightforward, bland, man. Like, like the, the game, you had hidden messages, hidden meanings. You had, you know, this little stuff, you know, like, you know, like the extra parts in the video game. You know what I mean? That was just hidden. But this one, it was just kind of like, nah, like it was nothing, you know, hidden, no hidden meanings, no messages. It was just straightforward. You know, a couple of Easter eggs here and there. Oh, we're going to go to Hollywood. Ah, uh, so what? I don't care. I don't care anymore. You know, maybe if they get the Miz to be Johnny Cage, that would be pretty cool. Because they, they're really campaigning to get Miz, you know, to play uh, Johnny Cage. And if Miz, if you don't know who Miz is, he's like in WWE. But yeah, anyway, that is it. Now, hopefully you all can, you know, enjoy the new Oob reviews. And I am out. Peace. Oh, 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 God. What, what happened? Oh, I did a pass out. Uh, Shit, I was watching Mortal Kombat, and all of a sudden I fucking passed out. Ah, I have such a bad headache. Oh, what the fuck happened?